mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, we have somebody you've been requested. Did you know that? Oh, really? You have been requested. A lot. Mm-hmm. You have, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, do you know who this is? I'm like, of course I know who this is. This is Katie Morton, everybody. But you also <laughs> moderated a panel that I was on on VidCon. Yes. Which was how I was introduced to you. And then I think a lot of the world, aka also my boyfriend, when I told him who was coming on the podcast today, was introduced to you through Shane Dawson's of course. Uh, Jake Paul series. Yes. And he was like, are you going to ask her about it? And I was like, I mean, maybe. I mean, but, there's really not that much to say about yeah. it. How was that experience for you? It was actually really fun yeah. and really cool. And Shane is honestly so wonderful. No, yeah, so I nice. love him. I love him. Like I'd met him. I'd been on his podcast a few years before and that's how he knew mm-hmm. who I was or whatever. Um, and when he asked me about, initially we weren't, it wasn't even Jake Paul. It was like, uh, just so like sociopaths, yeah. and, you know, psychopaths, serial killers. And we were like, Ooh. And so I was reading a bunch of books about it cause it's not my specialty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, it was really fun. It's it's kind of ironic that people even had any like bad things to say about it in our point of view. Because when we finished like doing the Jake Paul thing and talking with him and his family and blah, 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 we got together afterwards and we're like, that was such a feel good. Like we did such good. That, oh, we just felt so good about it. And then like two months later it comes out and he's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I loved it. I, I actually really liked it too as a viewer. Like yeah. there were certain ones that I had no idea. Like I wasn't yeah, yeah, part yeah. of um, and it was really fun. Yeah, I had no regrets, you know? So it interesting. Cool. Also, I just like love to hate the Paul brothers. So like it was yeah. great. Like it was great content to hate watch that didn't support them financially, you know? Totally. Because like that's my biggest thing with hate yes. watching is I'm like, well, I don't want to give you money because like I'm not doing this. Yeah from like a good place you don't want to, yeah you don't want to give him a view <laughs> yeah but like, i was like oh now i get to give shane a view and i exactly love him. and i love him so, yeah yeah totally. would you tell our viewers if they don't know who you are uh what what you do and what your specialty is because i mean i know oh, but okay. i won't i won't i won't spoil it <laughs> <laughs> so my name is katie morton i'm a licensed therapist and my specialties are eating disorders and self-injury work and i have a mental health channel on youtube where i answer all your questions it's so good guys uh we also have melissa here Ladai, as always hello uh, well, guys, this is an advice podcast. It's called Don't Blame Me. If you are new here, this is where we listen to your voicemails and give you some advice. And if you uh, need some advice and you want to call in, the phone number is 310-694-0976. I almost said your phone number because I just oh, memorized no. Melissa's phone number. Oh, that would <laughs> oh, be terrible. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't worry. I won't do that. I got to I gotta get rid of your phone number now so I don't forget the podcast okay. number. Uh, and for our international listeners slash viewers, you can leave us an audio file in an email at leave us an audio file. Record Record an audio file. Send us an email with it at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, this is going to be great because this is like, you're like a professional. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we, I just like, I mean, I don't lie and say I'm professional because I did used to have a uh, series on my YouTube channel when I was like 16 called Dr. Megan. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not allowed. Oh, well, 16 year old you was just like, this is fun. Yeah. And I feel like if anybody was taught that, I'd be like, oh, she's a real doctor. Like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're a, a child. child. I'm a child. I have like an Clearly. Ikea canopy in my bedroom. Like there's like a, like the sticker skylines that you can put on walls and stuff. Like it was very, it was like Tiffany blue. It's yeah, very you weren't clear. wearing like a white jacket. No, like, no. I office. had like feather hair extensions. <laughs> Like it was like 2011 yeah. like to a T. So, um, but yeah, so I'm so excited for this because now, um, now we actually have professional. I know. It's a really big deal. I hope I, now I'm like going to be self-conscious how my advice. Oh, you're totally fine. I get experience. Like I always tell my viewers, I'm like with expertise and experiences when you get like a full, yeah, well-rounded chunk that's, of advice that's true that's true i've got some life experience but i just don't know how much i'm gonna be like here guys this is what you should do so like, you can what say I this did. is what i did yeah it doesn't always yeah. work out but shall we begin of course hi megan i'm 22 years old and let me just say i've been literally watching to like watching oh my god i don't even know how to talk right now i've been watching you forever and i love you so much um but i have been having an issue with people just taking advantage of me I don't really know how to say it but I'm a very giving person and I um I don't know I'm really ahead of most people in my life like career career wise maturity wise um so if I want to go do something I'm always the one to pay for it I took my boyfriend uh of six years almost to Disney World with me last year. I've taken friends on other trips. I always pay for my one friend to go out to eat. I'm just always paying for other people. And then people will like hit me up to go do something and then just not bring money with them. Um, and I know it's kind of like my own doing, 
but I just don't know how to deal with this situation. Like, it sucks because I know it's my fault, but also I feel like people shouldn't be taking advantage of me. Um, I've kind of just gone to the point where if my boyfriend wants to go do something, um, like, I just ask him how he wants to pay, and most of the time he wants me to pay, and I just say, no, I don't want to do that. Or, um, like, I want to go on another vacation, but I don't have anyone to go with if I don't pay for somebody else. So I'm just kind of, like, stuck in this time of my life where I guess no one's on the same level as me, but if I want to go somewhere or do something, I always have to pay for the other person, and it's just getting really fucking old, and I'm probably, like, repeating myself, like, a hundred million times. But I'm just, like, really frustrated, and I just think it's really, really unfair. Um, and I don't want to cut these people out of my life because they mean a lot to me, and I don't think they need to be doing it. But also, how do I have that conversation with them that they're taking advantage of me and that I don't appreciate it? Okay. Well, hopefully you can give me some advice. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Wow. These people fucking suck. Yeah, they... Well, but it goes both ways. Yeah. Like she said, I'm pretty sure I'm part of it and she is because boundaries are our responsibility. So, like, if we were going to go out to lunch and you just expected me to pay or something, Mm -hmm. it would be up to me as the person on the other side to be like, want to split it? Mm Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, you know, I'm not going to pay. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's uncomfortable. People are really uncomfortable about money. Uh-huh. But the fact people just expect that is really fucked up. Yeah. Like, also, like, the vacate, like... Her I, boyfriend, even? Yeah. Sorry, six years like- boyfriend? That, to me, I'm kind of just like, whoa. And so, I don't know. Maybe in my head, because I've gotten into, like, I'm a very confrontational person, but, like, money is where it gets really uncomfortable. And I've had, like, two really, I think two really massive, like, friend issues and falling out uh, with people regarding money. And, like, cause, and like yeah, I'll confront anybody about fucking anything. Like, yeah. I love, I'm the friend who, like, if my friends have beef with someone, I'm like, do you want me to talk to them for you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got this. Like, get a high off of it. Um, but then when it comes to, like, money stuff, like, I had a roommate situation in which, like, they had calculated my rent to be almost twice as much because I could like afford more. That's not how that works. Exactly. And so like that put me in like a really, and like I was the first time ever that I was like, Oh, I don't know how to act with this because like there is some sort of guilt I felt about making more money Mm -hmm. that I was like, Oh, should I be doing this? But I'm like, but you didn't ask me. Like if you Mm -hmm. had asked me, it would have been different as opposed to the assumption. Also, you don't just pay rent based on what you can pay. You split it according to the space that you occupy. Or if there's like a way of like my like boyfriend moved in with me and like my rent was more expensive than and I moved in like and just living by myself and I was covering all the rent. So when he moved in, I was like, oh, you don't have to pay half. Like you wouldn't choose to live in like an expensive place as much as I like this. I'm like, so pay what you were paying at your last place. But like those conversations have to be had. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's. I think like you're right in the sense that like she needs to draw those boundaries, but at the same time, like how, I don't know, like as a friend, I would feel uncomfortable like taking advantage. Me too. That's why I think those people aren't very good friends. Yeah. She's not willing to cut them off, which I totally understand mm-hmm. because those, that's your friend group. What yeah. are you going to do? But I think there needs to be conversations and I would probably tell her to practice ahead of time because a lot of times we go into Mm -hmm. like confrontations if we're not into them and then we like blank out we're like oh i don't know we like i call it like moonwalking out of a situation we're like (laughs) oh i didn't mean to (laughs) just like skate backwards and then like 
fade away. Yeah. But if you practice ahead of time and you have like your points and you practice saying it out loud, then when you mm-hmm. get there, you're usually more confident to like have the real conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would encourage her to do and figure out what's okay. Cause in regular, I don't know if you agree, but like in regular life, like if it was your birthday, yeah, I'd be like, I'm going to treat you, Megan. I'll take you out. Totally. Blah, blah. I'd be fine with that both mm-hmm. ways. Other than that, every once in a while you can treat someone, but paying for a vacation, always being the one to pay for anything that you do. Yeah. No, no. And I'm usually a big believer in like, uh, like not everybody's going to be in the same financial situation. And if you want to do something that costs more money and your friends can't afford that, then if you want to do that, like, sure, treat your friends to go do that with you. But the fact that then they're planning stuff that they have no intention of paying. Mm-hmm. They're not even bringing their money. Yeah. Like, I think that's like something in which like that's like definitely uh, if you if she doesn't if you don't want to say I don't know like oh you guys don't make as much money as me and like kind of come at it from that angle like I think definitely like honing in on the fact of I understand there are times in which I want to do something that not everybody can afford and like there are times when I'm like happy to cover that so we can all share that experience but then when it's like something that some like one of you guys wants to plan that involves like me footing the bill like that to me just feels like taking advantage so I would definitely focus especially on that. And I would, I mean, I also kind of would start with the friends, not the boyfriend. Yeah. The boyfriend's going to be the most tricky because. And you'll get the practice mm-hmm. first. And then also maybe if you then tell him like, yeah, so I was talking to my friends about this mm-hmm. and then maybe then he'll be like, oh, I'm kind of getting it. I mean, I don't really think he's going to, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my experience, you yeah. have to tell them directly. It's true. My friend's mom always says that boys don't mature past the age of seven. She's oh. like, that's when they stop eight like growing up and I just find they work like my husband if he's listening to this is like <laughs> but I think direct to them like oh. direct communication like uh-huh. I swear to god I'll have to say like no this is about you <laughs> oh it's about like, you me. can't hint around it. you just have yeah. to like go in for it Subtlety. so I think friends are easiest to like yeah get practice yeah and um I just also I wouldn't feel guilty because I definitely know that there's like I was like financially independent way before most of my friends were and there was like an aspect of feeling kind of guilty for um yeah for like I don't know like being successful yeah and I think that there like there shouldn't be but I understand that so I don't want you to feel like um it's not uh an okay thing and as much as like you yeah you 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 kind of set a precedent I think also your friends really took advantage of it in a way that I don't think like everybody naturally would. Yeah. Cause there's no way I'd let someone pay for stuff oh, for me. My and friends would never no. ever fucking let me do that. No. Like at all. Even when I paid for one of my girlfriends, she's had her birthday a few months ago and I was like, Oh, I'll get dinner. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I was like, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Like that's a normal mm-hmm. re- reaction. And I'm curious like where she works or what she does, because maybe you should make a friend at work that makes a similar amount of money so that this isn't all you have to like, because this isn't normal. Mm -mm. I feel like in a way, because this person like might struggle with boundaries, Mm -hmm. they've found people who, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. And I don't really like it when I feel like someone's being exploited. It kind of feels that way to me. No, it does. And I mean, I definitely had a roommate who lived with me for like nine months and didn't pay rent. What? Yeah. But I didn't even realize I had like, I didn't really realize like in my head, I was like, oh, I wasn't, I kind of like skirted around this confrontation and like addressing it head on. And like, I never really talked about these things. Cause like, I also, I'm guilty of assuming other people of being on the same page as me a lot of the time and mm-hmm. like reacting to situations how I would and how I would never take advantage. I'm like, oh, that would never happen. And then I was like, oh shit, now it, now it and does. Ha- it totally does. Well, it's different when it's us. Yeah. It's easy to look out and be like, oh, I would never let that happen to me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, things don't happen overnight. It's not like all of a sudden they're like, 
oh, I yeah. want this, blah, blah, blah. It like starts slow and mm-hmm. erodes away like what's normal, what you're used to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess start small, mm-hmm. practice what she wants to say, figure out what, what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like I like the idea of like, oh, if there is something that's too expensive, but I really want to do it and you're the people that I want to be there, mm-hmm. then that could be something that we negotiate and I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, or they pay a portion a of A portion, that. what yeah. they could afford. Yeah. Because um, that's even like, like just remind, reminded me that I went out to, we go to Mammoth Mountain to go um, snowboarding a lot. And I knew that not everybody could afford to pay the full amount of the condo we were renting. Mm-hmm. And so I just charged people like what we normally get because we wanted a nicer place. Yeah. And so I just charged them like the $110 a night that we normally pay, even though I was paying, let's say like 50 bucks on top of that. Mm-hmm. But that made everybody happy and mm-hmm. I was happy to do it. It was my husband's 40th birthday. You know, yeah. like those are the things you kind of do. Yeah. And I would also say, I think like as much as you really want to preserve these like friendships, I think what's more important is setting the boundaries. And I think like if you start to sense that you kind of drawing this line has them pulling away, I think you need to let it happen because Mm -hmm. that's what happened with when I was like, oh, I'm going to be moving. And so with the person who lives there, I was like, oh, I'm going to be moving and I'm going to do it solo kind of thing. Like we stopped being friends. And immediately I was like, oh, okay." So like I was so worried about doing this. But then the second that I kind of like stood up for myself in the moment, I was like, it was so clear that I was trying to preserve a friendship that somebody else wasn't really trying to. And so I think like don't try and back out of it because like I again, I've also definitely been guilty of kind of sensing when somebody's pulling away from a friendship and then being like, oh, moon, fully moonwalking out of it. Be like, oh, like, I take it back. No, no, that's I didn't fine. Mean like, that. Yeah, it's really OK. Whatever you can. So, um, yeah, because there, there will be like great people in your lives who won't kind of do that, at, like do that. Uh, and yeah, it, it's again, it's one of those things like if I brought my friend on a trip, then like every time we would get dinner, I'd like, oh, let me grab my collar. Like, oh, no, I already paid for it. Like you mm-hmm. brought me here, like that yeah. kind of thing to make totally. you feel like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think you got to have those uh, real conversations. Yeah. And I think on like another side note that just made me think mm-hmm. of something that I talk about a lot on my channel and with my patients is talking positively to yourself to mm-hmm. build up your own confidence because I think getting taken advantage of usually comes from a place of I'm not worthy mm-hmm. or they I can give this to them and that's why they like me and that's the only reason mm-hmm. and if that is the only reason you deserve better yeah. so like if they start to pull away that is a good thing because that means they're shitty friends yeah and they're not really friends they're just users and they'll move on to someone else they can mooch mm-hmm. off of and mm-hmm. so it'll be a good not a test because I don't really like thought of testing but it'll just be a like a litmus test that you're just putting out there a healthy boundary and Mm -hmm. we'll see if they can deal yeah and there will be people who can i definitely have like the greatest friends ever now and i'm like what the fuck did i do that all that shit for for i feel like that's what your 20s are for just like ridding yourself of people who no longer like are with you oh cool i've got five more years just like Mm -hmm. like marie condoing everybody like you don't bring me joy you don't bring me joy i know yes 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 yes, yes, no no. totally no but during the process telling yourself like i'm worth it Mm -hmm. talk about the reasons that people like you and the reasons that you're worthy will help you like stay the course you got this shall we go on to the next one hi megan i'm 20 years old um a couple months ago me and my boyfriend broke off and i was really sad about it because i thought he was like the love of my life um so a couple of days after the breakup, I found out that actually, no, 24 hours after the breakup, I found out he had a Bumble and a Tinder. So that was devastating because the reason he bro- we broke up is because he said he wanted to come for himself. Um, he wanted to be single, not to talk about people, but to find 
himself and he never he doesn't know how to be single. He's always had a girlfriend. So then I confronted him about it. He said that he was on Bumble and Tinder to make friends, which I know is false. So I just want to know your advice on it. And um, I'm trying to, like, see people again. And I just, it's hard for me to trust people because he told me he loved me or six months before days before we broke up and he said he was excited for the future and I just can't believe he would move on that quick and I just need advice about that and advice for guys in the future and any positivity you have thanks love you bye I mean I don't have a lot of positivity (laughs) (laughs) I mean I feel like everybody's been in a situation where you're lied to because there's Mm -hmm. always garbage people but Mm -hmm. they're good people too and so even for me, like I was cheated on and lied to by a boyfriend I had in high school that mm-hmm. like transferred over into college and was terrible. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely like went through this phase where I was like, fuck everybody. Guys are terrible. You know? Um, and then I came back to reality and mm-hmm. was like, okay. And just figuring out what was important to me. Yeah. And then being slow to warm. Mm-hmm. That's really it. My therapist calls it puffer fishing though, really. she I write about it in the book a little bit. <gasps> Where like if someone tries to get too close to me too fast, yeah. I like stick my spines out like Ooh, yeah. because I love I'm that. really mm-hmm. soft and squishy and I don't want to get hurt. Uh huh. So if someone's like slow to warm, like even my husband Sean was like really slow. Like I was like, come on, yeah, you know, yeah. He like would wait to call and wait to do everything, and it was just slow. We got to know each other, dated yeah. a bunch. Um, we even we dated five years before we ever got married, so it was like wow. slow, real slow. Yeah. Um, but I think it was good for me because I might have run away otherwise. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm a runner. Um, Melissa and I are both <laughs> yeah. ghosters. Yep, we are bad at that. We are, we, we realize that it's terrible. Yeah. But we both do. But it. also, did you read? I, I didn't send it to you. But there, no, maybe I did. No, I didn't send it to you. You didn't send it. To, I don't know. There was an article about ghosting in Buzzfeed. Yeah. I you tweeted, tweeted that? you tweeted me the yes. article. Yeah. But but it was the whole premise in there is some of the people who ghosted were like, well, do unto others as you want done unto you. And mm-hmm. both Melissa and I would prefer to be ghosted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally would versus confrontation because yes. we don't like confrontation. Exactly. Yep. And exactly. It, it also makes you feel worse about yourself. The confidence yes. thing is like, oh. I need the control. But if you just leave, then I'm like, okay, fine, cool. I still have control because I can be like, oh yeah, I just like was done with it. But if you mm-hmm. like tell me that you're done, then I'm like, oh, I, that was you. You have, exactly. to, you have to like admit that. I have to that. fully mm-hmm. face that. Um, but I just, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Do you want to, it's just so yeah, funny. It's like, we, I'd just rather be ghosted. Um, I think like, I think like the whole like men are trash narrative, like I'm definitely guilty of, um, totally. and I'm over it too. Cause it's really not true. People are trash. Yeah, exa- that's what I was yes. going to say. I was like, it's people, not gender specific. people are trash in general. Like do like straight white men tend to be trashier? Totally. <laughs> but like at the same time, I think, um, like as I've gotten older, I've also realized that, Like I am so quick to villainize people who've wronged me and I'm not quick to villainize myself. And I really like, not that I put myself on a pedestal, but like when I get hurt and I think a lot of people when they get hurt, um, it's, it's super easy. And the automatic thing, which I think is also healthy is to kind of be like, Oh fuck this dude. I hate Mm -hmm. this. I'm done with this. But like what I've learned is like a lot of, um, I'm not a big believer in like manifesting or energy. No, I hate that. Yeah, shit. I'm like, fucking hate it so much. <laughs> I know you can do it. People talk about it. But yeah, like, like no, I, I did read something funny where someone was talking about like manifesting money. They're like the, a job. You're gonna make money way faster if you like have a job than if you just try and Work manifest harder. money. <laughs> like, get one. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm also know that like when I get into kind of shitty relationships, like that's also on me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not totally like innocent in that, and like. 
like as I've gotten older, I can recognize like guys that I've dated before that were really toxic and unhealthy. And like the fact that like there were traits now that there's not even a way I could spin it that I like, like that would make it positive. That I was like, no, 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 I was seeking that. Like I was seeking that kind of like, like a struggle love kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think like when, when we try, when we, like sometimes you can feel really blindsided by something and like you're saying that like you're blindsided because he said he told you he loved you and all of those kinds of things. I think also there, like when you end up dating a guy who ends up to be really shitty, I think the best from me, the last like terrible relationship I was in, I took a year off of dating Mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm fucked up. Like I like, I don't know why it was like the same thing with friends. Like I kept having like I was accepting something that was slightly less terrible yeah. than the one before. Yeah. And I was like, my picker's off. Like, yeah. right, that's what's happening right now. Like, I'm letting these shitty people into my lives. And like, normally, if it was any other person, I'd be able to see it. But like, I, for some reason, I'm clouded and I can't see that. So like, I don't feel good making those decisions based on myself right now. And from there, I'm exactly the same way, like puffer fishing. Like I'm the, I like tried to ghost my current boyfriend. Like he was like, no, and like, I was Hello. like, I'm out of town. He's like, no, you're not. Like, I know you're like, we, ha- I literally have like your uh, calendar still on my phone. Cause we'd work together. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, you're, you're in town. I like see this, like you're with your friends. It's on Instagram. And I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, our life like is that. online. That's so I was like, shit. <laughs> um, but like, I think like from taking like a good, like healthy break, I was able to, um, I don't know. I was able to like go into it kind of more self-aware mm-hmm. of like what I do. And, uh, I, I kind of knew like, oh shit, like usually it's like four months into a relationship that I'll like roll over and be like, I fucking hate you. And I never want to see you again. Like what just happened? But when I was going from like thing to thing, to thing, to thing, I don't know. I found myself like comparing, contrasting. So I think as much as you are seeing him be on dating apps and if it makes you feel like that's what you should be doing, I think like there's, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of like winning the breakup, but I don't think being on dating apps the day after you break up with somebody is that's, winning. No, that's, mm. that's really sad. Honestly. Yeah. I think and it give yourself bad. some time. Cause I do think I did the same thing. So after a couple of shitty relationships, mm-hmm. I was like, something's wrong. Like I'm the problem yeah. because I'm picking these people and I'm spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And so I went to therapy Mm -hmm. again for like the umpteenth time and figured out like where it was coming from and what was happening and why I wasn't valuing myself or my time. And then, then went back out to try to date. Yeah. But it was like a eight month time that I took a break. So like give yourself time because your pickers off. I like that. And that's okay. We all go through those periods. I Mm -hmm. think also it's kind of just like figuring out who we want or who we are. And that's Mm -hmm. all part of the process. Yeah. And I think like not being quick to trust, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I think feeling like, um, yeah, feeling like this guy really like fucked with you and like in that way, um, I think like to find like the blessing in disguise and all of that, it's like, well, like you got this, you got this one over with, like there's going to be other heartbreaks in your life, but this one, like you've learned this lesson. You've now, you're not going to like jump into something and you're going to be more wary of somebody when they say something and they might mean something else. So I think like as much as like that can be like, Oh, being jaded or whatever, which I'm definitely so guilty of. I also, then I think it's, I think now I 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't like not I'm saying you blindly trust anyone, but like now it's harder for me to trust people. And so then the people that I do, like my friends and stuff in my life, like I fully trust them and like totally. love them because like I'm holding them to a higher standard mm-hmm. because you you have something in the past to compare it to. And they proved it to you over time. Exactly. Like things relationships take time and work mm-hmm. and you have to have them come back again and again and prove the same way that you do to them. Yeah. That you're worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just just takes time. Yeah. And I mean, if you haven't gone to therapy huge fan of therapy same i think it's like a really great thing especially if you're uh like actively trying to work through like what your mindset is Mm -hmm. when you comes to dating and all of that like it doesn't you don't have to go in and talk about like your past or all of these things you don't have to necessarily have like a huge like struggle in your background but it can purely just base be based off of like these are the human interactions i've had and like over the course of time i've ended up in a situation which i don't know why i'm doing it and you can start to pick that out and like realize why like i'm yeah. a very dramatic person i'm a leo yeah. <laughs> so dramatic, dramatic. Mm. and so i've always <laughs> gravitated towards guys who like who who not like i don't like grand gestures yeah but people who definitely feed into it and like i like when i was in high school especially like for me like the like i like loved guys who were jealous like i loved that oh. like i love to make a guy jealous dramatic. and have him be mad so much drama oh my god and like with like having a fight at a party and all that stuff and to me like those like big like acts of like that to me was like oh my god that's what being in love is like like that's what i want someone to like fight for me and like all that and like as I got older, I was like, that's so stupid. <laughs> like, I think it's also teenage though. Yeah. Cause like teenage, but, you I mean, love 20 me's too. <laughs> and we, but we've also been watching a lot of like rom-coms that tell us that that is what yeah. love is like. And mm-hmm. love should be like calm mm-hmm. and quiet and sustaining. Exactly. It's just there. It's yeah. like, you know, it doesn't need to be like, Mm-hmm. you know i don't know written in the sky yeah, a guy proposed. drives to vegas for your second date when yeah. you and surprises you with your friends which i was like so romantic and then after i was like fucking creepy why did you know where that's we were too much too much so like too and i have the too much gene so that i'm attracted <laughs> to people who have the too uh-huh. much gene uh yeah and then when i started dating my boyfriend he's like so like calm and like way more subdued mm-hmm. and like he can be like fucking stupid and like annoying and the worst too but like he's not like immediately right off the bat, I couldn't tell if he even liked me, which was like not a thing for me. Like I like guys who were like obsessed with me and like that whole oh, thing. Yeah. And he was just very much like, yeah, it's like chill and kind of quiet. And I was like, what the fuck? You're the like, I need more. I, yeah. And then I was like, more oh, no, gestures. this is me. This is in my head that I think that this, I like really like thrived off of that drama. So therapy yeah. is really a great way to kind yeah. of break it down. And then totally. also figure out, um, what and like what's been great for me is like figuring out like when I'm looking for something in somebody else like what does that mean that I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. through somebody without doing the work myself yeah it's like want versus need Mm -hmm. kind of um because I think that it's really important that we want people in our lives who don't need them like Mm -hmm. and I know that sounds really depressing to some people that like I should have all I need but you should have all you need and if you don't then therapy is a great way or it was for me to even figure out what that need is and how I can fill it myself Mm -hmm. with things that I do for myself because we have to care for ourselves Mm -hmm. and then you look for someone else you just want them around because they're awesome and they're nice and you love them yeah exactly but you'll be good You'll be fine. Don't yeah. worry about Don't it. Don't let him tinder his way into oblivion. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it really does He's does not, not important anymore. No, not at all. Also, random thought. Something mm-hmm. that um, that I do, and I don't know if this is healthy or not healthy, even as a therapist, I'm not perfect, obviously. <laughs> but 
something that's helped me move past like shitty people mm-hmm. or things is I like to think we like shed skins of ourselves, almost mm. like a snake, like mm-hmm. over periods mm-hmm. of time. It so much so that like if they saw me on the street, they wouldn't recognize me. And that's always given me a little bit of power to like get over it because I don't need to win the breakup by yeah. like dating someone else really quickly. I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm doing better. Yeah, I'm working shady. on myself. And, yeah. Right. And it sounds silly, but like that little shift in the way that I think about things can help me move past so that I'm like, they don't know me anymore. Yeah. That version of myself doesn't exist. And I'm doing something better for myself. I'm doing something different. And so I'm I them. love that. I do too. Oh my God. Shed that skin. Yeah. I must have shed so many fucking so, skin. <laughs> but like snakes do it like three times a year. So yeah. crazy amount. So like you can do it too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And hang out with your friends and like yeah, throw yourself into other stuff. That was like, I started yes. a lot of hobbies. That's when I also, uh, when I went through a terrible breakup, when I uh, started writing a movie and I was like, cool, let me do this. <laughs> let me do all these other things. Yeah. So don't worry about it. You'll be good. On to the next. I was just calling because I obviously need some advice. So what's going on right now is um, for the past, like, I want to say maybe six to seven months, a friend of mine has, um, not been making the best choices she has decided to um talk to a whole bunch of guys just because like she wants attention and stuff like that which i mean is fine she's a 22 year old young girl like it's that's cool the only problem is she's married um yeah so uh like, I understand why she's doing it. I'm not saying that it's okay. I've told her that I don't think it's okay. But I understand why she's doing it and stuff. And I didn't think that it would anything would come of it until one day she told me that um, she actually did cheat on her husband, but that he was okay with it. And then, like, I was like, whoa, I didn't think it would come to this, like, blah, blah, blah. So I just, you know, told her that I didn't really agree with all the stuff that she was doing and that I didn't want any part of that sort of situation and then things kind of got worse and she was just like you know claiming that she had all of these like mental problems but I don't think that she doesn't but I think she might be blowing it a little bit out of proportion and also all of this is like all of her own fault and so we had a huge falling out with that and um me and her and then also another one of our really good friends um we all work together um and so she decided to talk to people that we worked with about everything and it just got really messy and we're kind of okay now not really like she's talking to me because I wanted us to be like civil at work but I think she assumed that it would go back to normal and it's just not and I just want some advice because she's still doing all that stuff even though like you know, everything led to another. So I just, you know, want some advice on what to do and how to go about this. <laughs> One thing I've learned from this podcast, is people get married young places. Yeah, I was like 22. I, I know. was like, kept me from, I was like blindsided that by crazy? that information. No, yeah. I grew up in a really small town. So like my f- friends had kids by the time they were 22. Wow. It's crazy. Well, most of my LA friends are single. So. It's mine too, mine too. <laughs> or they're just married and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I think like not to downplay her worry because it is a friend or whatever, mm-hmm. but it sounds like, and, and this is, I know is a very dramatic version of this, but we all 
take different paths in life mm-hmm. in friendships and those don't always go together and we've grow apart mm-hmm. and i think this is a time where you grow apart from this friend yeah. because her marriage is her business and her dating life is her business and the sooner we can all recognize that and not really get involved mm-hmm. because you said i don't agree with this and that's all you really have to say i don't agree with this i don't want to be a part of it like don't involve me like i had a friend once um we're not friends anymore obviously um be like, oh yeah, we want to go out, go out like out to dinner and then go out to dance and da da da. And I was like twenty, maybe twenty three, twenty four. I think I just started dating Sean, my husband, and she was dating someone else we knew. And that wasn't who she brought. Mm. Oh god. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't want to be invited to stuff like this. Yeah. So if I show up and this and it's not who I think it is, I'm not gonna. We're gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just slowly grew apart after that. Well, because you feel like an accomplice in something that you're yes. not okay with. And totally. It's also yeah. I mean, I if any of my friends, um, this was a situation like I've had friends who've like over the years who've like cheated on partners and all that stuff Same. and like. I've made my stance like really clear of being like, okay, well, if you want to be with this person, then you need to make that right. But like, if this is going to be something that you're doing, like I, as a friend think that you're better than that. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, I don't, I know this doesn't have to do with me, but like, I don't want to be friends with someone well, who can make those lot, yeah, choices. Totally. It, it's like they're showing their true colors. Yeah. So I don't think like as much as it, like it totally is your friend's business. And, but yeah, it's just like, I don't think you need to be friends with someone who can like display, uh, like, I don't know, like character acts that you don't mm-hmm. like, because like, yeah, I, I also don't, I don't really trust those people's like opinions and advice. And like, I lean on my friends for advice and like, totally. All that's that. who you go to. Yeah. So yeah. if they're, if, if that's there, um, I think like, I also wonder when she said like her, that she had told the other, like the woman, her old ex friend had told the other coworkers about it. Like, we, in what did she tell did she tell them everything yeah right. and were you there when she told them or is she just telling you she told them yeah and be like well they think it's fine yeah mm. and also like is she like kind of like is it people that is it co-workers or is it people that like maybe she works above that she feels like yeah. she has kind of leverage over that they're also like, did no, she whatever. demonize her husband because a lot of people be like oh, oh well, no. he's just a jerk and, blah, uh-huh. blah, and i'm like well then divorce him exactly. first like i don't know like i think maybe it's just me but it's also just like a huge part of who I feel I am is that no one forces you to stay anywhere. Yeah. And so if you're not happy and you have tried to communicate that or you've tried to work on it, cause I believe in the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get married. Totally. So if you are fucking be in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then get out. Yeah. And I know that like, that's way more simple than it is like, cause it's logistically ter- like, I'm sure yeah. terrible, mm-hmm. but do that. <laughs> yeah. Think? I think it's better to go through like a fuck ton of logistics and paperwork Seriously. than to kind of like compromise like basic morals. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't know. I always worry. Like you think about the other person Yeah, in any situation. If someone's being cheated in any way, it's mm-hmm. like, that's not, that is not good. And that no. makes that person look terrible. And so I don't really think this person is someone you want in your life. Yeah. And I think being civil with them at work and wanting that and kind of like trying to bridge that gap. I think that's like a very like mature thing for you to do. But mm-hmm. I I don't from what you're saying, I don't see her matching that. No. Like, I don't I think you're trying to come at this at, in like a very mature way of being able to not have drama at work. But she's you're right when you're saying that you feel like she's just kind of thinking everything would be fine. Cause mm-hmm. like, it doesn't sound like she's very mature. No. So I think like, then you just need to like, instead of trying to get her to match you and both of you take the high road and kind of put it aside, you just need to fucking take the high road, like smile, like don't, don't 
anytime you have to communicate with her, do it, but don't, I don't know, don't try and like push it under the rug because I think she's going to assume, yeah, assume your relationship's going to go back exactly how it was when Mm -hmm. you know these things about her that you're not going to be able to be close with her again. Yeah. And I think it's fair to like make it, uh, I guess, nice enough at work where you just friendly enough, like if it involves work, you talk to her. If Mm -hmm. it doesn't, then you don't. And if she tries to be like, hey, we're all going out and be like, no, I'm not interested. You yeah. know, you don't have to lie. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm busy. You can just be like, I'm not interested. Yeah. Thanks. No. And I think also the other people, if you feel like you're like the only one on that side, um, you know them. Like, I think she's selectively telling other people like different, mm-hmm. like just parts of the story or demonizing him or anything like that. So just know that even if it's you kind of taking a stand and you might look uh, not like the bitch, but you might, you kind of might look like the person who's You're the tougher one. I yeah. Guess. Then know that the once people start to see the, uh, her side of it more, you're probably going to find other people who are on your side. And if, totally. if you guys have to communicate at work, maybe there's a way, um, where you don't do it solo. Like maybe there's like a third, like someone else that you work with that yeah. you like oh, someone else is CC'd on email. Like, so you can really make it, there's somebody else to hold you guys accountable to, for being it, prof- to making, keeping it professional yeah. or like bringing things up when you're in groups at work. Like, yeah. oh, this is like, I'm going to come into her office when I know there's like other, other people pe- in there. Yeah, yeah. Some things so you can kind of keep that buffering. Um, and also just know that you, I don't know, I'm, I have a huge, uh, like savior complex when people are making bad decisions. Like mm. I have a really hard time. Like I really, cause I also like, I, I also then like a Leo make it about myself <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm like, a, I want, if I was in the situation, I would really want somebody to like n- prevent me from doing it. But also I have to remember, I'm like, I wouldn't make those decisions. And so I always try and like try and protect people from themselves in that way. But know that like as much as you, if there's like a part of you still that like wants her to, I don't know, like make it right and do all of those things about it. Like you need to, it's not about you and you have to separate yourself from the situation. Cause like Mm -hmm. the second I separated myself from like my friend's toxic relationships and like was like, I'm just going to stop giving you advice and stop trying to hold your hand through this and do all of this stuff. It was like, everything I had said and all of these like time and effort that I put in and like energy that I'd put into like someone else's happiness. I was like, Oh, as soon as I'm not there, you're not, you're going back and doing all of this shit. Like I'm throwing this at a fucking brick wall. Who's not receiving any of it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not in it. So it's like, it's energy wasted essentially because you can't make anybody be happy, do, Mm -hmm. do the right thing. You can't make anybody's relationship better. Yeah. You can only do you. Exactly. You only have control over yourself, not even the other person in your relationship. Mm -hmm. That's where the trust comes in. But like, you, you can tell this person I don't agree with what you're doing and then period. Yeah. That's it. So I don't have to be around because I don't want to be a part of this and you can like voice your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's it. If yeah. they're still going to be a garbage human, they're just going to be a garbage human. Like let them go do it, but they don't have to be part of your life. Yeah. I was not time for a break now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said, is it time for a break or if I just like kind of mumbled my way through, but it's time for a break guys. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, so guys, we are back from our break and we're taking more calls. I'm 23 years old and I recently found out that one of my, I'm going to say coworkers because that's how I met her, but um, all of my coworkers, like we're really, really close. We work in retail, like a little boutique down in Georgia and we're super, super close. Um, recently, she went on vacation and one of my other coworkers or two of my other coworkers um, were dog sitting for her and one of them went up in her room trying to find a charger um, and found her journal. And I've already talked to this coworker, but she knows that she invaded her privacy and she read it. Um, it was out in the open. Um, but basically, she, the girl that went on vacation, we'll call her Susie. Um, she had an emergency back in November and was gone for a week. And she told us that she had an ovarian cyst, like it was very crazy and sudden, and it was just this horrible thing that happened to her, and we were all very supportive. Um, but my other coworker that found her journal um, and read it, basically, she, we think she, we came to the conclusion, um, it's a more of an assumption, we don't know if it's right, but we think that she tried to harm herself and she was placed into a mental hospital for a couple of days and that's why she missed work and so basically we found out that she's severely depressed has severe anxiety and tried to self-harm um we don't know how to help her we um a lot of us are very open at work with our anxiety and our depression. And we do think that like we have a team, like a good supportive team that can help her, but we don't know how to address it. We don't know if we should just keep our mouth shut and, you know, just be good friends for her and be around her and hopefully just, you know, give her some help or should we talk to her and address it? Um, I'm running out of time. Um, I really wish I could just like call you and talk to you about this because I think you'll be able to help. Um, and I wish I could give you more detail because there's so much, like there's a guy involved that she met at the hospital um, and now they're dating and she lied to us and told him that told us that she met him on Tinder. So it's a big fucking mess. So um, please just let me know what you think and if you can help. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Because she's saying, she's like, I feel like you can really help. I'm like, oh, thank God that it's not, I don't know how much I really could. Fuck. Well, I mean, first of all, don't read someone's diary. Yeah. I don't care if it's out. I don't care if it's open to a page. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Essentially, they can't do anything because they shouldn't have this information. Right. But yeah. they can be kind. Mm -hmm. And they, if they're open about their anxiety, like she said, they can talk about it and maybe say, I'm thinking of starting therapy or have you been in therapy? I mean, they can ask questions like a normal person would, mm -hmm. but I mean, her suicide attempt or whatever, um, being placed in on 5150 hold means you're locked in the hospital for three days, which would make sense potentially, mm -hmm. but they're assuming a lot and based on information they shouldn't even have. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's such a, it, such an invasion. Yeah. 
And she trusted you to just care for her animals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that poor person's also having a shit time. So they better not say anything about reading the diary. Cause like, oh. Yeah. That's kind of, that's exactly where I'm at. Cause I feel like, I think like, I think there's, there's something that compels you to read. There obviously was something up with her that made you feel like you wanted to read her diary through the time that she said she was like having an ovarian cyst. Like to me, I'm like, if I saw someone's diary lying around, the only time that it would even cross my mind, like I want to read this is if I was really worried about someone. Yeah. And so to me, that sounds like subconsciously like, or this girl's just like, so fucking nosy and not a great friend. No, no offense. Like that's just a really messed up thing to do. So I do wonder if it was, yeah, if there was like a motive there because like you felt like she was a little more secretive and didn't say anything Mm -hmm. to you guys about her personal life. But I also think like as somebody who's like depressed and struggles with like mental health, like the, the greatest thing is like having friends and people and like a great support system who you don't, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to talk about it. Like no, having the support doesn't mean they have to know all the information. It yeah. just means they're there for you and, and you, have you a good can friendship. rely on them yeah. for things that might not have anything to like blatantly do with mental health. Like that's like, I can like rely on my friends to go with me to target. Like usually I want to go to target cause like I'm having a shit day and I feel super depressed, but like, we're not talking about it's yeah. a, that's, I just know that I can count on them to like, also sometimes it's great to have friends who who don't want to like, when you don't want to talk about stuff, who can just like be there for you and like love you unconditionally, I think is great. Um, And I think like, like we said, but also like she said, like you guys are making a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. and I, she might be in therapy. She might have professionals who she talks to about this and it might not be something that she wants to talk about with her coworkers. And there might be somebody like a friend who she talks to about this, who knows this kind of stuff. And I think like, because you guys feel comfortable to be really open about your issues, that's awesome. But it doesn't mean that you don't have to be really open with your issues to also still be dealing with them. No, everybody's different. And also it's at work. Like it's, it's technically none of their business. Mm -hmm. And I I don't mean to be like rude about it because they care Mm -hmm. obviously, but A, they shouldn't have this information. B, she didn't give it to you freely in general. Mm -hmm. So you can't talk to her about it. You can't say anything. You can just be a supportive friend. And honestly, like I know people worry that, you know, they're going to make things worse by talking about it. And usually I'm like, oh, no, you won't. Like if even as a therapist, like I ask my patients all the time, like, are you suicidal? When's the last time you had a thought? Do you have a Mm -hmm. plan? Like that's part of what I have to do. But in this case, by saying something, you would be making it worse because you're not supposed to know anything. So truthfully move on. Yeah. Like let them do their thing. She's obviously, if she was 5150, that means she's seen someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Because unless she took herself to the hospital, which people can, but that's so much more rare than a therapist yeah. being like, well, you should probably go in. I'd, I'm worried about your safety. So I believe that she is seeing someone. So you're just going to have to move on. Yeah. And I think like there's a way to be like, you should always be like a supportive and like understanding and caring friend. And there doesn't have to be suspicion now. Like you don't have to like, there doesn't have to be a motive underneath all of this to try and get her to open up to you guys. And I think like you're able to see, like she's coming into work. She's not mm-hmm. taking these t- this time off and all those things. Like she's there are some things that like you, when you, you can throw yourself into stuff and be doing it really great. And the last thing you want to do is talk about like when you're not necessarily doing awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so I think you guys need to like, don't bring it up to her. Don't change how you act around her. Don't try and like overshare your stories to try and get it out of her. Cause then she'll fake like she's, yeah. she'll if she wanted to open up, she would. Yeah. And like, she's dating a guy you think she met in the hospital. So what? Yeah. I mean, truthfully on the like therapist side, that's not supposed to happen. And I'm sure her therapist is saying things like, do you think this is healthy? And if Mm. you're both having a really hard time, like, you know, do you Mm -hmm. think that's the best time to start a relationship? Like I'm sure all that stuff is coming up, but that's not your job. Yeah. It's, it's not at all. And the, I think if you care about somebody like this, this should be just be the same kind of friends you've been. And also don't fucking talk about it with each other anymore. Yeah. No, like, I was going to no, say that too. Stop yeah. gossiping about it. Yeah. Because they're doing a lot of speculating too because they yeah. don't know exactly what happened. And yeah. if anything, you're just going to then, even if you don't bring it up to her, but you guys keep talking about it, she's going to catch on to the fact yeah. that everybody else totally. has some a secret that they're keeping from her that's about, yeah. that's her secret. Or if you're like whispering and then she walks up and you get quiet, like, trust me, it can only make it worse for her. Yeah. You know, so just stop talking about it. Stop, you know, and if your other person at work is like bringing it up, be like, let's not talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. just be a good friend to her and move on. Yeah. That would be my advice. Because A, I think she's seen someone, so it's, she's got it covered. B, you have information you shouldn't have and it's her life. Yeah. So. And don't fucking read people's diaries, guys. I know. That's and then don't insane. speculate and like, uh, and I just. text other people about right? it. That other person should have never told you that they no. read that diary. They should that, have never have read the diary. Uh, but uh, then like, oh. Yeah. The story sounds suspicious too. Because she was like, yeah. she was looking for a charger and went upstairs. And then just read, but also why would you, why would why you read you need a yeah. charger at someone else's house? Right. Like, it seems like she was just looking there? for something. That's what I wonder. Yeah. If Which, she, yeah. If she wanted to tell you, she would have told you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And you can be worried, but all you can do is ask that person. Okay. Don't read diaries. Moral of the story. I know. <sighs> On to the next one. Hey, Megan. Um, I'm 16 and I was just calling for some advice, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be calling. <laughs> um, I am the mum of my friendship group, but um, I'm also just like very, I, I'm that girl, you know, but I'm also the girl that gets caught up in everything and I'm just a constant mess. I cry in all of my maths classes <laughs> and I... I'm I'm not even bad at math. I just cry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I I've struggled with anxiety and depression, and I think I always will. I think that kind of comes with the territory. It's something you you battle for a long time, and it might get better, but comes in waves. That sort of thing. Anyway, um, I have a lot of friends that have been through a lot, and I'd like to think that I I've been through a lot myself. But um, I'm kind of the mum of my friendship group, and. I've had friends um, pass away because of suicide and I have had friends who've struggled through eating disorders and lost lost them because I've had to tell their parents because their life was at risk and I have had, uh, I, I've had friends who have been sexually assaulted and obviously these things are not, they don't, I mean, they impact me, but they like, that the people that are suffering from these are going through a lot harder time than I am. And I, I'm not saying that like, for me, like this stuff is happening to the people around me. Um, but I've struggled with, I don't know. I just, I think I take on other people's problems and I think that has impacted the way I see myself. Cause I, I'm constantly putting other people before myself and I just have this strange mindset that I have to be selfless to the point where, I don't even care about myself. It's just as long as everyone else is having a good life. Um, 
anyway, and recently I was more actively seeking, I think, happiness for myself instead of just ways to give it to other people. And I've used, I, I you name it, I've, I've looked into it. I mean, I've, I've done therapy. I've done, uh, I've looked at so many self-help books. I've um, exercise, yoga, everything, uh, art, painting, writing, um, you name it. But I think I'm starting to notice that there's a certain level where I am holding myself back from attaining anything more than just being content because I feel comfortable with sadness. And I just want to know if you have any advice to break myself out of myself because, I mean, I'm trying really hard, but I just feel like I feel comfortable with my tears and I, I need to kind of find a way to stop that because it is really holding me back. I'm sure as a therapist, you hate when people like reference zodiacs. My therapist constantly needs to tell me I need to stop being like, well, it's because I'm a Leo. <laughs> but oh. like this to I me mean, screams so like Pisces cancer. It, I mean, I it doesn't, like, doesn't really bother me. I think any way we can kind of like explain something sometimes yeah. gives us power because then we have a name for it. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, it's just this and yeah. whatever you want to call that. But I like that she mentioned like being depressed and anxious. That'll be something that she'll always struggle with because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that, oh, I'll see someone and then everything will be better. And yes, that's true. You can feel better and you can have tools, but it'd be like saying, oh, I had a cold once and then I took this medicine, so I'll never get a cold again. Mm. Yeah, it's not mono or the chicken pox. No, and like we'll all potentially have bouts of depression and anxiety. Yeah. That's just life. And like, I think the sooner we recognize that and that would, it's actually kind of empowering because then it's like, oh, okay, well, I have these tools that I've learned Mm -hmm. because I've been to therapy or I've been working on myself. And then, because she says she tried things. So I'm curious, like what- stuck with them Mm -hmm. because when people say i've tried a lot of things i'm like for how long (laughs) like did you go to therapy for two months or did you go to therapy for like six months yeah you know and it's not that there has to be like a certain amount of time but i'm like we each need time to figure out what works for us and what makes us feel better because she's definitely she has no boundaries and she's like super empath yeah and i think she's so self-aware which is something that i have like struggled with as like which sounds like usually, oh, being self-aware is like a great thing. It's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And so like the first therapist or first, yeah, first therapist I ever went to in LA had told me like, I like just like sat down and like told my like kind of life story and everything. And he was like, what he told me, I was alarmingly well adjusted. And that like then immediately was like, oh, and he was a psychiatrist too. And so he mm-hmm. was like, then was like, also it was a he. So I'm like, I don't like this much. Um, but then told me I was like alarmingly well adjusted and then tried to diagnose me with being manic because he didn't believe that like, the way I talked about things that they had actually happened and that like Mm. thought I was making things up. But like, then, then for me, like that very like set me aside from therapy because I was like, well, no, I like, I know. Did you speak really quickly? Were you just like, well, I was with ADHD too. Which is like, yeah. And I was kind of just like this. And I was also like, first of all, and I'm also like, and I told him, he's like, I think you're me. I was like, well, I have ADHD. If that like, like helps you with any of this kind of thing. That could definitely, yeah. People are misdiagnosed a lot. Yeah. And like, I speak really fast. And also like, even me, I'm like, okay, I can fucking therapize myself. Like I'm an only child. Like there comes like a level of like detachment when you talk about things. Like when you were the only one going through that. Totally. You like talk to yourself about it and like reason. Exactly. And, and so forward. I'm like, okay, okay, sure. And I'm like, not a crier. And so I was just like, okay. I mean, now I'm a crier. The last 2018 was a year of Megan being like, okay, I guess I cry now. It's like, um, Amanda, Cameron Diaz's character on the holiday. I was like, yes. I relate. That's me. All of a sudden. I was like, yeah, they can't yep. stop. Um, but then it took me, like, when I started going to the therapist that I go to now, that was one of the, 
one of the first things that she, even before I could say it, that she said about me that she was like, I think like you, like we're going to do therapy, like a little, like we're going to really focus on tools with you in therapy because you, you know, like why you feel a certain way you understand, you can rationalize the fact that like, that's not real. And like that it is in your head. And you also know what, what made you feel this way and what you can tie this back to and all of that. And she's like, so like, that's like, you've done so much of the hard work in your own head. So now we're going to focus on the tools that you can do to like healthy ways of like coping with this kind of stuff and like those sort of feelings and things like that, which was like, to me, I was like, oh, okay. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. like, I'm not like not a candidate, but then I'd also say, I exactly like you were saying about like, how long do you try it out? I, the first time I went to therapy, I stopped as soon as I felt better. And of then course. I then felt shitty again. I was like, Oh God. And then it happened this like on again, off again thing. And my friends and I, who most of my friends all go to therapy. We've talked about, we're like, Oh no, like the worst therapy slash worst slash best therapy sessions. When you go and be like, everything's great. Like everything's fine. You come out like, exactly. Yeah. So like, I <laughs> so think <laughs> there's something like to be said about, um, like if you're comfortable feeling like, this kind of like you're comfortable in the sort of like sadness and stuff I think is I think can be really like I think there's a lot of I wouldn't even I don't want to say it's like trendy because I don't think it's necessarily trendy but like I think there are some people who are kind of just more have you seen inside out like more comfortable yeah. in like just like well, Eeyore it's, like well and it's also sadness. like I think we get comfortable because it's what we know like I talk to my eating disorder patients about this all the time. I'm like, you know what your eating disorder is going to ask of you. You know what it wants. You mm. know that voice. It's very comfortable. If I do this behavior, I know exactly how I'm going to feel. Yeah. You know what's uncomfortable? Happiness, excitement. Mm. It's unknown. And unknown's always scary. Yeah. And doing something that's different is always scary. So it's like in the same way we learned this unhealthy, comfortable feeling, we're going to have to learn a new, healthy feeling that's going to be uncomfortable yeah that and so just sense. like sitting in it and being like this is new I'm not sure doesn't mean that you can only feel sad that just it's just like like not to get too therapisty slash sciencey on you but like our brains the way that they can change is called neuroplasticity that's how brains change and grow and that's how we learn new things mm-hmm. um and forget old things it's all kind of part of inside mm-hmm. out how they like yeah. those things fall off the cliff uh-huh. it's, it's, I love inside out it's very good. So good it was a great way to show how the brain works and so when we're putting together a new marble, let's say we're learning something uh-huh. new. It's a new memory. It's a new thing. It's has to fight. Like when they roll it down those things to file it away, imagine that it has to create a new one because that thing you're learning doesn't have a pathway yet, but uh-huh. the old way is right there and it can like veer off and go Phew, so fast. Yeah. Right. So it's like that same reason that like, um, when we're trying to learn to communicate in a new way, we have to go slow Mm -hmm. because we're like building a new pathway. Our brain's like, I don't do it this way. I get angry and throw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. I want to get angry, throw a tantrum. And it keeps Mm -hmm. trying to like branch us off. And we're like, no, we're trying to roll our marble and make a new path. Uh And it just takes a little bit longer. But before you know it, if we keep working on that path, that path will be the fast path that our brain's like, no, but I want to talk about it. I need to tell them how I feel versus I want to be angry and throw a tantrum. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes makes so much sense. It also is kind of like, like, I'm also guilty of like the devil you know is better than the one you don't. Mm -hmm. And so I think like there's, while it might be feeling like, oh, I'm comfortable in this way, I think you're right. It's not necessary. It's just, you know, the outcome of this. And like, I, like I, it's the same, I, I like ghosting people. Like I'd rather have control of the narrative. how that feels. Yeah. Then give somebody else or, and then do something that I don't necessarily know how it's going to end up. Yeah. And like, you can get comfortable in like, 
And also like when you struggle with depression and things like that, like you can get comfortable in knowing uh, like the kinds of sadness that you have. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you put yourself out there in a different way, you're like, oh, well, I don't know what that result's going to be. And that might scare me because I know how to handle like this aspect of it. Totally. But I think um, like being the the mom to the group mm-hmm. to like address that part. I think um, I think there's like I have a fucking podcast where I give people advice. Like I understand <laughs> you are the mom that. of your group. Yeah, like I I <laughs> like being that for people. Um, but I think there there needs you need to have you need that too. Like you can't, if you yeah. can't be that for everybody, if you're not getting it in return. So like totally you have to mother yourself. Yeah. And my friends and I always like joke that we like, we, we take turns talking each other off of ledges, but like mm-hmm. it, there's so much give and take there. There are sometimes like when the other, like I'm needing that and then they need that more, but there is that give and take. And I don't necessarily think that every friend that you have has to be capable of that, but you need a friend who, who can, help you do that, help you back. Because otherwise I think the issue is, is you're probably going, you're going to just swallow everything because you don't want to burden these other people. Mm-hmm. But then I think you also know that yes, it's made you jaded, but it, I don't think that you hearing these things of your friends, I don't think it's completely like made you swear off everything. Like, yeah, no. And I think, I think the remothering is really important. Like to your first point about we, we can do things for other people, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, that's a great gift that, that this person has, but you also need it. And we can't pour from a pitcher that's not full. So if we're trying to give everybody advice and we don't give anything back to ourselves, yeah. we can't keep doing that. And I think that's kind of what's led probably like my hypothesis would be that's what's making your depression and anxiety worse um, is because you're burnt out. You're like caretaker burnout kind of because you're caring for everybody. Mm-hmm. You're not caring for yourself. And I think the sooner we can start thinking about our mental health the same way we think about our physical health, like no one would say if you were super sore and tired or kind of we're coming down with a cold to be like, you can go run that marathon or you can go to that spin class. They'd be like, no, you need to rest. And we need to think about our mental health that way. So if you're giving advice and supporting people and being at their beck and call, probably Mm -hmm. no one would be mad if you're like, Hey, maybe I should take a break. Maybe I should take care of myself. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should turn my phone off for a day and mm-hmm. mu- like mindlessly watch Netflix, like whatever it is that your brain needs, you need to give it to it. Cause I don't think this person's doing that and it's only going to make the depression and anxiety worse. Yeah. And I think you need to eliminate the guilt aspect. Cause like, and I've, I've definitely done that before. And I think that's like what stops a lot of people from like getting professional help is like, Oh, well all these people have it worse. And like, I'm mm-hmm. so, like, I have gotten very much into like shutting that down. And like, Mm -hmm. when I talk about mental health of people being like, when people will like DM me and be like, it could be a lot worse. And I'll post it on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to shame this person at all. But like, I just want you to know that these are the kinds of toxic messages that like Mm -hmm. prevents, prevented me from going to therapy for a long time. We don't question it. We just take it as fact. We're like, Oh, it could be worse. Exactly. That doesn't mean it has to like, would you, if you kind of had a cold, I always take it back to like physical health. Cause it's the same thing. But if you kind of had a cold, wouldn't you be like, Oh, I don't need to go to the doctor. It could be pneumonia (laughs) and just wait it out till it is fucking pneumonia. No, you'd go to the doctor and your mental health shouldn't be any different. The sooner you go in the better, like, Honestly, mm-hmm. if I wait too long and I go in to see my therapist and I like cry the whole session because I'm a crier, she'll be like, you probably should have called me like a few months ago. Yes. And I'm like, Tell it's me like cleaning your apartment. Totally. It's like, oh shit, this it is going to take me three times worse. as long. It only gets worse. Yeah. yeah. Do we have one more? Is it time for, don't blame them. Uh, so this is where people call in other callers. 
other listeners call in with their own advice on previous segments that That's we've cool. had mm-hmm. and their experience, which is great because then sometimes they have more personal experience. And sometimes they tell me that I'm wrong. That's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has their own take. That's mm-hmm. true. And so this is from um, the episode with Nikki Limo. Um, the yeah, caller Nikki. was very, yeah, she's sweet. Their caller was very um, depressed. The original caller was depressed because she was at school and didn't really have any friends and she was very homesick. So this person is calling with their own advice for that. Okay. Hi. So I'm just giving a call back. Well, I'm not really calling back. I'm just calling in about advice. Um, so I'm listening to the first episode of season three. Um, and it was to the first caller talking about being really depressed um, in her first year of college and kind of feeling lonely um, and all those things. And I just wanted to give in since I just graduated college here in April. Um, my first year was probably the shittiest year <laughs> of my college career. Um, I was super depressed, had a lot of anxiety. I started going to counseling and that helped a lot, but I also didn't make any friends my freshman year of college and I was super lonely. Um, But I feel like a lot of that is just trying to go through that transition of being um, away from my family and away from home and everything. And then also trying to basically start over. And I feel like that's what a lot of that first year anxiety and things are. Like, I honestly don't think many people in their freshman year of college honestly have that great of a time. Um, unless maybe they're in sororities and stuff. But even then, I don't, I don't really know because I can't speak on that. I wasn't ever a part of those. Um, so I just want to say maybe give it a, a year, another year. Um, and if it's depression that, you know, is something that's holding back is, you know, go see a counselor, go talk to somebody. Um, because if I were to have left the college I went to, I wouldn't have ever made the friends that I did make in my later years, especially once I got into my program and with the people in my cohort. And now I have like the three best friends that like I could ever ask for. And like we're still friends, even though like I moved to a whole different state and everything. Um, so while yes, the first year sucks, just keep putting yourself out there, keep doing stuff that you enjoy. And eventually you will meet people and they will probably be the people that you end up staying friends with throughout your entire life. Well, that's great because mm-hmm. I my advice is always, I'm a runner. I run away from feelings. <laughs> so you like, leave school, try yeah, somewhere me, new. that's what I did. I dropped out of college. <laughs> I'm like, I run away from all of my problems. Um, uh, I just like throw a snarky response and I'm like, fuck you, I'm out. Um, <laughs> you never knew me anyway. <laughs> it's just like a mic drop and leave everywhere I go. Um, so this is great. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think this is what, I think Nikki and I both, Nikki dropped out of college too, didn't yeah. she? I think both of us, um, did that, but I also, yeah, I don't want to harbor on what her and I probably said in that, but I think, um, I think it's great. I think there's a, a really great way. Yeah. Talking to a counselor would be a really great way to understand if what you're feeling is, um, and yeah, I think with the, the word anxiety in general has become so much like, do, do you feel anxious in this situation or do you have like clinical anxiety for mm-hmm. something that it, you're, you're spiraling in something that's not, uh, not the, not necessarily a way everybody else's mind would naturally go. And I think, yeah, I think times of change in general can be really, uh, hard to figure out if like, if this is like, am I feeling how everybody else is feeling or if it's not. So I think talking with a counselor at school would be a really, for anyone who's dealing with this would be a really good way to understand it if you can't uh figure that out on your own yeah and i think like times of transition are always hard so the Mm -hmm. first of anything is going to be uncomfortable like i didn't know anybody when i went away to college um but i did i did join a sorority of all things and um 
and it was really helpful, but it got me involved. And then I got to meet other people. Um, and so just giving yourself the time to transition and to figure out who you are and what you want and know that wherever you go, there you are. So yeah. even if you leave the same, pro- you're not going to go anywhere oh. where it makes it better. It's just yes. going to be you again being like, fuck, here I am again. Ah, yeah. It's like every time you're just like running into a wall over and over. And so it's best, like the person said, that's why that was really great advice for her to be like, no, I stuck it out mm-hmm. and it actually turned out okay. Yeah. Cause it does. If we stick things out, that's always when we grow the most when we're like, oh wow. Yeah. I really, that was shitty, but like, wow, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I exactly what you said though, about like, you can take yourself out of the situation. And like when I left college, that's like the first time I was diagnosed with like situational and clinical depression. They're like, well, mm-hmm. situational, like that's, this is why you had to leave college. And you were like, I can't stay here. I have to leave. But like, then I was like, why don't I feel totally better? And that's like when I get people and people call in and talk about like, oh, I want like, I'm gonna drop out of college just like you did. I'm like, it wasn't this like wonderful, empowering moment. It was like a self-preservation <laughs> thing. But yeah, no, I think there's uh, a lot to be said about knowing, like knowing your limits and then also really knowing what your real limits are. Cause like I, yeah, I'm quick to run away from stuff. And there's some things that like, I'm glad I've done, but then there's other things where I'm like, damn, I wish I like, I kind of had had stuck certain things out, not college, but like there certain things that I definitely wish, um, I had because I think, uh, it would have, it put me out of my comfort zone in a way that I didn't, I don't like being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think there's ways that you can really like grow from that. And if you're, yeah, if you're feeling like lost with it, I think it's a good thing to have someone to talk to about it and like, And a therapist can challenge you to be like, oh, is this like a real thing that's going on that is you need to leave? Mm-hmm. Or is this you running away from your problems? And like a school counselor, they'll, mm-hmm. they're, I'm sure they've taught, like that's probably a huge majority of the people sure that they see are freshmen. freshmen. <laughs> so I, that's such a good like gauge of, oh, is this how everybody else is feeling? Because like, like we said, like the validation of uh, how you feel in certain situations, that can be the most productive I find of being Mm -hmm. like if I know that like I'm not crazy sometimes I'm like okay cool then I can deal with this but I just needed I was spending all this mind like space and like energy like trying to see if I was right or anything like that then someone else can be like oh no you're cool you're like oh okay you feel that way too I can go on move on with my there's a ton of people that are freshmen in college Mm -hmm. that are like what am I doing I don't even know what I want to be they're asked tell me to declare a major I don't know what yeah. that, you know, and that's normal. And no one's supposed to know what the fuck they want to do at 18. Yeah. Just like give yourself some space, mm-hmm. but also stay in school. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like everybody needs a BA these days for anything. Yeah. Other than like what we Acting. do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that's fair. Like, no, you know yeah. what you want to do. And it's not required, but like stay in school, kids. Yeah. Stay yeah. in school. Gives well, you more you opportunity. You got someone on your side now. I know. She always makes fun of me because I, I, I mean, don't you make, make fun of no, you. No, I make, okay, to you be fair, fun I make yourself. fun of you. I, well, I also make fun of you for going to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make fun of myself for not going to college. And then I try, I, I've created this narrative that I need people to gang up on most of them having gone to college. <laughs> <laughs> so well, guess, I went to graduate school. Uh, so like uh, I, more than even most so people, but like school. stay in school. Because mm-hmm. it'll, you get paid more even. If yeah. you, any job you start, you get paid more out the gate. That's true. And then you have more opportunity because like how many times people go and they're like, oh, it's required that you have this yeah. degree or this stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that's it for our episode. Thank you so much, Kay, for being yeah, here. Thanks for having just, me. We have to have you back. We need yeah. to like save yeah. all of the questions that I'm like, I can't answer this. We need your help. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Uh, well, where can people check you out on the internet and get your book too? Oh yeah. My book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. It's called, Are You Okay? And it's by me, Katie Morton. And you can find me online, Katie Morton, anything, just Morton like the steakhouse. 
Easy peasy across all socials. I love it. Uh, If you guys want to uh, call in for a future episode, again, the number is 310-694-0976. Still did not do Melissa's number. Great. Um, And for our international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you are looking for other ways to uh, ingest, digest this episode uh, and you listen to it, we have the video up on YouTube now. And if you are watching on YouTube and you're like, oh, I want to get notifications to my phone the second that it goes up because the YouTube video goes up um, when Megan wakes up mm-hmm. versus like an automatic thing. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be the very first. Uh, you can listen in the Apple podcast app. Uh, we are also on Stitcher Premium ad mm-hmm. free and SoundCloud. But if you go to don'tblameme.show, you can do all of that and follow us on Instagram at don't blame meme pod. And, uh, <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. 
Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network. <laughs>